Hi, this is Alana Stone. And this is Lauren Toffin. And this is Walk Left, the podcast. And I'm Marty Chidoric. Thanks for joining us. Before we get into your upcoming A Night of Shanley, I'd like to know a little bit more about uh, the company. Half Pint originated uh, while standing in line for fringe tickets. Actually, I, I, was, uh, I was waiting with my friend Esther Valens, and we were discussing the struggles of being an actor and aspiring director in the city of Toronto and how there were some opportunities, but there weren't quite enough, and especially for myself who has an interest in directing. For me to get experience, it was either going to have to be community theater or applying to places where I could be an assistant director, and, and I really wanted to be able to kind of create my own work. And, uh, and Esther kind of turned to me after I said this, and she's like, you know I want to produce Tick, Tick, Boom, right? And Tick, Tick, Boom is one of my favorite shows of life. She knew this. We've had conversations about how this is like the show that I turn to when I need inspiration. And I was like, no, you failed to mention that at some point. And she's like, yeah, yeah, um, I, I have a little bit of money that I can I can put up. I was like, great. Have you ever produced before? She's like, no. I'm like, oh, you're going to need help. And and that was kind of how we we originated. And at the time, Esther was doing a friend show with Lauren. They were doing misprint together mm-hmm. and was telling me how fabulous she was. And she was oh, great geez. with publicity, and which was wonderful because we had no idea what to do with publicity, like so far out of the comfort zone. So we brought Lauren in for a meeting to just help us with publicity. And after sitting and chatting with her for about 10 minutes, I'm like, we need to grab her. We need to grab her right now. And she needs to come on board because she's amazing. Um, And luckily, she said yes and has since been our head of publicity and associate producer. Yep, it's been quite a ride. (laughs) (laughs) So that was in the summer of 2011. And since then, we went on to do a limited run of Tick, Tick, Boom, which was such a fantastic yeah, it went over really experience. Well. It was great. It was a limited run. I'm hoping we can eventually do a remount because we got great, great feedback. In order to get the rights for Tick, Tick, Boom, we had to have a letterhead and the name of a company. So we were sitting there scratching our heads thinking about what we had in common. And we went through a couple of ideas. And then I was like, well, they call me Half Pine at work. And she was like... Elena's also 5'1". No, I'm not. I'm 5'2". Okay. Esther's 5'1". <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And I say I'm 5'3 on my resume. <laughs> Liar. And now the secret's out. I know. So well, I, the illusion I, is destroyed okay. for anyone. I, 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 have to, I have to say this, and this is totally off topic, but no, I was 5'3 at some point. Did you shrunk? I, I did. I did. I shrunk in my age. <laughs> so it, I'm, I'm being truthful, kind of. But well, I'm sure you sound at least 5'6". Okay. Thank you. Know? you. People always are surprised that I'm shorter, as short as I am. But it was the one thing that we had in common. And so we're like, done, easy enough. And then Lauren came on, and she luckily wasn't that tall. So she fit right No, in. I'm not. And then as we were kind of deciding <laughs> our, our mandate and stuff, we realized that Half Pint was actually the perfect name for us um, because we considered ourselves small and mighty. Mm-hmm. That brings us to now, after all of your yeah. past successes, to uh, upcoming production. I'd love to hear a bit about it. From February 6th to the 16th at Unit 102 Theater, we are producing a show called A Night of Shanley. And that is two double bill, or it's a double bill of two one-act John Patrick Shanley plays. We're doing Welcome to the Moon and Women of Manhattan. There are a few reasons behind why we chose to do this. We 
Women of Manhattan was a show that uh, both or myself, Esther, and Elena all really liked. And at individual times, we all read. And we all related to each character. Thank goodness that all of us liked you know, one character. character. Exactly. There wasn't like any there was of us no like fighting. Fights. We couldn't believe it that each yeah. of us had gravitated towards each separate character. <clears throat> there are three female roles. Yeah, exactly. And it just kind of worked out really nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were thinking about our next show and we decided, well, you know, Women of Manhattan seems to be the one show that we all really enjoy and there is a great showcase piece for all three of us. Why not do that? And uh, that show is only 75 minutes. And then we were thinking, okay, well, it's a one act. It's not too long, but there's something about the whole concept of doing a double bill of John Patrick Shanley that was really, really appealing to us. And um, also it had something to do with the fact that the economy is really rough right now. It is brutal out there. And uh, wait, 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 wait. We, we aren't. We are in the middle of a big boom. Oh, what's <laughs> things are bad out there? I know, I know. It surprised what? me as well. I turned it's around. Shocking, and this really? is this is breaking news. When you look at like the last um, like twenty five years, it's it's shocking that we are in this position right now. I know. Anyways, so um, but we decided that. You know, I mean, back in like the dirty 30s, you want to call it, you know, they used to do a lot of double bills for films and, and, uh, and, and live theater, and you would only pay like a very small flat fee to see two shows. So we thought, well, you know, why not do a double bill of John Patrick Shanley? Yeah. And we also wanted to provide opportunities for other, for other actors. We knew how hard of a struggle it was just to get in, even with the smaller companies, because of that that economy, ah, oh, dang it, um, has has really taken away so many so many jobs, and there are so many actors, talented talented people. Toronto is filled with wonderful actors that are sitting around trying to find work, and we've been in that position, and we felt slightly guilty for taking three of the roles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little, just a little, little of the guilt there. And so we're like, you know what? Let's put in a double bill. That way we can give opportunity to other people as well. You know, we'll, we'll pay it forward a little bit and, and provide some opportunities. And we'll get to work with really good people. One of the biggest reasons we, we liked in this company is that we get to introduce ourselves to new artists who we don't know and, and get to to work with them it's great so obviously there was the attraction to that mm-hmm. the one the one of the shanley plays mm-hmm. what what sort of made you go okay let's go with, shanley what, what's your sort of the attraction of the playwright even it's funny because esther and i were we were reading some one act john patrick shanley plays and uh and welcome to the moon the one act play itself it's about 25 to 30 minutes and uh it was it takes place in the Bronx, and it's a complete contrast. The characters, their their story and their, I guess you could, you could say their journey is in complete contrast to what happens to the three women in Women of Manhattan. And um, I don't know, there was just something about the fact that you get like <laughs> this whole show revolving around John Patrick Shanley and his choice just to have two sh- shows that revolve around living in New York City, and you get to see the, both sides the dirty and you know the glamorous side of new york city mm-hmm. new york really is the other character of the the Shannon pretty plays. much new york has such a 
it's such a huge city, but there is a feeling of loneliness about it. There's always the stigma of, you know, there's a million people living in this city and yet you feel so small and kind of by yourself. And the both Welcome to the Moon and Women of Manhattan is really about these people trying to find connections in this big city, uh, these human connections with each other. And for Welcome to the Moon, it happens in the Bronx. And, you know, it's you have that idea of the stereotypical, you know, tough guy, Bronx, everybody hanging out. And what's really happening underneath is this really, really lovely love story. And in Women of Manhattan, you have the idea, everyone has the stigma of sex in the city in their head when they when they hear, oh, Women of Manhattan. Although Women of Manhattan did come first. Yes. Lauren always likes to mention that. Um, and it might seem on the surface slightly like Sex in the City, but what is happening underneath this, with these characters is so messed up, and it's great. Um, so it, it kind of shows how, um, how we think about New York and the type of lifestyle that is led in New York. And its and, effect on its people. Yeah, and, and really just how, how human they are and how relatable they are. Like, I guess because New York and Toronto have so many similarities we can really relate to that. Like, how many times have you felt so lost in the big city because everybody, you know, we're all wandering around with their heads pulled down and people asking, you're like ignoring everybody. <laughs> you're <laughs> just trying to get where you're supposed to be going. And then if anyone looks up at you at like the subway, you're like, no, <laughs> eyes are going to the other way. No one wants to make a connection in the city. And then when you finally do try, it's hard. And we really, really wanted to emphasize the fact that this is New York. And because it, it's bigger than Toronto, those problems are even bigger. That loneliness, that, that trying to connect and, and failing because we go through our days really, really with the blinders on is even bigger there. It's even harder. And that struggle and that conflict. Um, so that's how New York has kind of become the, the, the other character in both of these plays. And what's nice is that Unit 102 has <laughs> a great, great space for something that's set in New York. It's got this wonderful brick wall in the back. You can hear everything from the street. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of construction happening. There's a happening lot of construction right happening. And it really gives the feeling that you are in this noisy, noisy city. And there's something about the feel of that that just makes it really, really real. And what was interesting was when we were auditioning people, a lot of them were, were from New York or AMDA, and they're like, we study Shanley. It's one of their playwrights that they, they do consistently. And I'm like, you know what? It's really great that we're kind of giving him a spotlight. I don't feel like he gets enough credit in in Canada. So um, I feel like, you know, doubt mm -hmm. probably just goes through the, yeah. the mail. Like every community yeah. theater group is, has been doing it in the last mm -hmm. couple of years. But they don't really pay attention to, to the other plays. Like right. Where's My Money is hilarious. Is, is or Danny in the Deep Blue Sea, Danny. which is not hilarious, but... No, 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 no. Or... <laughs> um, and, and I was lucky enough to do, um, to audit a masterclass with Larry Moss, and a majority of the scenes were Shanley's, mm -hmm. and they were so alive, and I loved the language and, and the humanity of it. I think his, his style is very character-driven. The plot for a lot of his work I'd say is secondary to mm -hmm. to the characters that he actually creates, and so it's and really great. Exactly for, for the mm -hmm. actors, especially like an artist, an artist-led company. It's mm -hmm. a wonderful opportunity for us to to produce a show that that says something, but also really gets to showcase mm -hmm. actors. We kind of thought of it as that. I'm like, we may never get another chance to do this show with these people in these roles. 
Like they don't, yep. these opportunities don't come along. They're really the ones that you have to create when you see a role and you're like, I can do that. And then you're like, okay, so I got to make it happen. And, uh, and that was what we did. So tickets are available for A Night of Shanley online. Yes. Yeah, they're available at uh, two websites, actually. Mm -hmm. We're available at T.O. Tix and also at uh, Brown Paper Tickets. Tickets are generally $20, or they are $15 for arts workers and students. And on our Tuesday evening show and our Sunday matinee show, it's pay what you can. Awesome. For cash at the door. You can't do pay what you can online. <laughs> Glad you've said that. Because it can get confusing. Yeah. Asterisk legally. Yeah. I actually, in, when, I, when I was doing all the ticketing stuff, I'm like, cash at door only. Ladies, thank you so much for doing oh, this. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank this is you, really, really, really fun yeah. and, and great. No, oh, thanks for the help. Yeah. Night of Shanley, February 6th, 16th at Unit 102. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you have an upcoming Toronto-based performing arts project or production, I want to talk to you about it. Visit walkleft.ca. You know what? Yeah. There's a difference between somebody who wants to pursue acting as a career, who wants to um, be a master of their craft, and somebody who wants to be a star. Two very, very, very different things. Very different things. And as soon as you say that you're an actor, someone always assumes that you're going for the fame. It's like, oh, you want to be a movie star? Like, no. No, no I don't. It'd be great if I could get roles like that and, and work with those types of people. But I do not want to be famous in any way, shape, or capacity. I think that's a horrible lifestyle. It scares yeah. the crap out of me. Well, fortunately, you're in Toronto theater. I know. <laughs> it'll never happen. It's never going to happen. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm oh, just, no, 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 I'm you're not. not. You're right. <laughs> and so, but I mean, if this was, if this was, say, this was in England or in France, I mean, you can say you're an actor even if you're not doing something, and there's still there's a respect there for choosing the life of, of an artist. But it's also because they that society respects the craft and its history. I don't think there's a whole lot of that here. The craft isn't respected. So how do we fix that? Uh, respect it. And... <laughs> we don't respect it. What's the answer? Respect, respect it. it. Just respect. Hello. Just respect. Um, also, the economy realistic. is bad. These are, these are life lessons. <laughs> if you've only listened to one podcast, this is the one. This knowledge We're giving drops. you all of the yes. secrets of the universe right now. <laughs>